1: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty Chad six thirty CHED and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. brought to you by Digitex Office Equipment Solutions North America wide yeah Digitex does that D I G I T E X dot ca on Oilers Radio six thirty Chad.
0: There's some hostile people out there, let me tell you. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Who wish you year and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times? Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software uh coming up in this hour first hour of the show we had mark specter and elliot friedman on in this hour longtime nhl goaltender now with the nhl network kevin weeks along with my broadcast partner jack miles uh jack michaels and in fact we're going to head off to the river career resort and casino hotline right now and connect with kevin weeks kevin how are you
1: fellas i'm great
0: hope you're doing well
1: and i hope everybody out in alberta is doing well too
0: uh, and you've got a tie to Alberta uh, that uh, you can maybe shed some light <laughs> on. Uh, so you're always keeping an eye on things in our fine province.
1: I am, yeah. It's, it's a little bit more of a tie. I'm pretty lucky. Yeah, My girlfriend, Megan, she's from there. Family's from there. Uh, that's home for them on the family side. They're red deer. Uh, they've lived in St. Albert, Calgary now for a lot of them too, especially her parents and, and her siblings. So I'm sure they're probably tuned in. But, yeah, spent a lot of time there, and hopefully with this new rapid testing that you have at the airport, that will enable us to be able to get home to, uh, to Alberta and to Toronto to see both sides of our family for Christmas. It's been a long time. We haven't literally been back home since last year with the pandemic and stuff. So always have an eye on what's happening in, uh, in Alberta and out west in general as well, especially as a native Ontarian. I spend more time in Alberta than people would think, so it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, uh, well, it's uh, we all know it's a great place. Uh, these are really challenging times, as you know, uh, Kevin, and there's lots going on. Uh, but there, it's a little bit quiet right now between the NHL and the NHLPA. Uh, you work for the NHL Network. Uh, you're one of their top analysts. Uh, is this sort of the calm before a bit of a storm and they, they start getting active and getting at it? Where, where's your headspace at with this right now? yeah i mean it's
1: challenging right with respect to everything for everybody you know we want to be cognizant of that and everybody i mean it's from from our league standpoint to owners to players to our fans to a lot of the great employees that are out at a lot of the buildings too i think you know for a lot of our stakeholders there's a lot at stake for a lot of people and so i want to you know i certainly want to be empathetic with that concern for all of us in the business in different roles but i would also say too that at this point in time now for the players it's a it's a tough situation given the fact that they had agreed upon the uh, the current new CBA with the league and they agreed upon what the tenets of that that agreement would look like. And now, given the situation and some other factors, there's an even bigger ask of the players. So that's to make even further concessions, which is really difficult. And in essence, you know what your salary says on paper isn't what your salary actually is. And the concessions that were agreed upon are now being asked again make even further concessions on those and which is really tough and i you know i empathize with anybody because it could be a mom and pop restaurant there in edmonton it could be uh you know people working in oil and gas we have family on mega side of the family that that do work in oil and gas it could be anybody and you never want to see people regardless of to what their livelihood is be affected and impacted in a negative way and, and that certainly again it's not limited to the players it's a lot of people but that's something that's happening so time right now i think We don't have a lot of time on our side of the league. The NBA has come out, and to their credit, they've agreed upon the fact that they're coming back on December 22nd. You know, that's a parallel timing of a sport for us in in terms of it being played primarily in the winter at the NBA level and, of course, the NHL. And they're going to be first to market with a lot of the corporate partners. So I think for the league and for our players, hopefully they can get to some type of an understanding, which means, to be honest, It'll be a further concession from the players to make it happen. And hopefully they can get to some type of, of an agreement where we can get a return to play sooner than later. Because the longer we delay, the less games you can play, which means the less revenue, Not again, not only for the players, but for the moms and, and dads or aunts or uncles that work at the venues, obviously for the owners, obviously for the sponsors and the ancillary businesses, the bars and the restaurants that depend on that revenue too
0: uh we're joined right now by kevin Weeks. so kevin you, at, the, at the end of the day do you think uh cooler heads are going to kind of prevail here and they're going to get things uh headed in the right direction just because i, I mean it's i think it's I would super, think
1: so. you know yeah i would think so for sure guys i mean listen something of something is better than nothing of something when this something is so huge right it's a we're a five billion dollar plus league and, you know, you look at that, that bandwidth. And obviously for everybody there in, in Alberta, you, you know what that means to to the province and to the economy and how many jobs are, are spun off of that. And, you know, whether you're completely out west, go from from there up north or out west of B.C. and all the way back across the country and, and even here in the U.S. I mean, we live in New York and, and New Jersey and we've got four NHL teams in around here with Philly just down the turnpike from us about an hour. So you just think of all the people who are impacted I think cooler heads will prevail at the end of the day and, and they'll be able to, to find enough common ground and, and and eat enough dirt and enough soil. to uh, It won't be tasty per se, but to get this season in, uh, this upcoming season, uh, play through its finality and crown a Stanley Cup champion again and away we go from there and try to get back to normalcy next year. Uh,
0: trust and relationships. What about between uh, players? And, this is a different scenario. This is not a lockout.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally get where you're coming from. I mean, that's what's hard. You know, I played in the league, you you said, earlier a long time, and and I've worked for the league as their lead analyst now on their network for now this will be 12 years. Combined is 23, 24 years for me. So I've seen it from both sides now, and I'll always be respectful of the players because, you know, that's what I grew up aspiring to become. So I'll always respect that, but I also understand the business dynamics. But now on this side of it, but from a player standpoint, yes, a lot of it is trust. You're right. And I think here's the thing with players, and I'm sure you guys can understand this. You can't be the horse and the jockey at the same time. It's just not possible. And the players are the thoroughbred. They are the product. Let's make no mistake about it. So whether it was Gretz or Mess or Connor or Drysdale or any of those great players that you have had and you do have now, they're the product. Make no mistake about it. And what's hard is they can't be the product and, you know, do TV deals and lead marketing and um, do pitches and do all those things at the same time. Connor McDavid is arguably the best hockey player on planet Earth and Dreisaitl is certainly right there as well as the reigning league MVP. And those guys do what they do. And the girls that play for Team USA and Team Canada Olympic hockey and the national program, they do what they do. But you can't expect them to do all things. Uh, And they're trusting, to your question, They're trusting that, you know, everybody off the ice is going to do what they do and be the Connor McDavid of negotiating contracts and and TV deals and major partnerships uh, to to bring in more revenue for the league. That's what they're counting on as well. So hence that kind of partnership that you talked about. But that trust is is a little bit frayed right now for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What are your thoughts, Kevin, if we get to a... And I think ultimately we're going to play. Maybe it's only 48 games. Kevin Weeks joining us, longtime NHL goaltender now an analyst with NHL Network. Uh, your thoughts on an all-Canadian division?
1: All-Canadian division. I mean, certainly for everybody back home in Canada, they're going to love it. You know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there'll be a lot of bragging rights for sure, as if we don't already see that. And you know, having gone through the whole country and playing and, and now doing it and broadcasting too, I, I, hey, here's one great thing. That's more Battle of Alberta. How about that? Like, let's start there. Like, more Battle of Alberta? Sign me up for that because it is back. And I'm pumped to see more of that. That's for sure. So, um, you know, some players have switched sides. Kneeler's gone. And uh, and obviously him and Lucha switched sides. And Smitty and Smith, can't Talbot at some point, too. So there's a lot of spice. Although Talbot's now going to mini. But there's a lot of spice that's back in the Battle of Alberta. So I'm pumped for that. And then we know that the Canucks obviously had a big big push of the season and did well in the playoffs and, and then the Leafs are still the Leafs. They've got an elite young team with a lot of elite players. And I think Montreal really improved in the off season. Ottawa is going to be better. They improved as well. They have a lot of good young talent and obviously brought in Matt Murray in the net. Winnipeg still is really a good team and Connor Hellebuck, their goalie won the Besna. I think if you go all across the country in general with all the Canadian teams, they'll all be better this year and i think them battling each other out in all canadian division obviously logistically it makes sense because of all the frustrations with the border closures and everything else but uh and costs but I-, I certainly think it'll it'll add a different level of spice some more dimension some more spice in the eggnog this year for sure because of that
0: Alright, uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. I'm gonna read you the points go. percentage. Alright, here we on. go. Here we me. go, Kevin. Uh, the orders, the orders yeah. are the highest, the orders are the highest points per, percentage of any Canadian team last year at 585. The Leafs were next at 579. Then Vancouver, yeah. Calgary, and Winnipeg were all separated by 0.2, uh, you know, 565 for Vancouver, 564 mm-hmm. for Calgary, 563 for Winnipeg. Montreal, 500. Uh, mm-hmm. Ottawa, 437. So, if we go all Canadian, which we all think we're gonna do all Canadian division, Kevin Weeks, yeah. who are the four mm-hmm. who are the four who are the four playoff teams gonna be? Four playoff teams are the Leafs,
1: the Oil, Van Calgary. That's what I got right now.
0: Yeah, I might yeah, I might today. As of today, it's in. It's interesting. Obviously, uh, you, know, you know these
1: rosters could change right now. stuff, between now and the, the start of the puck drop. So, but as of today, as we're hot stovin. Yep. That's what I'm rolling with right now. What do you what, were you
0: what do you have in mind? Well, the only the only thing I'd say is I, I wouldn't discount Winnipeg. I'm a little bit concerned. Can Connor Hellebuck have a back-to-back, especially if we have compressed uh, schedules and where you sure. have to have and, – and so I'm going to ask you a question because I remember when Andre Pavlik was the goalie for Winnipeg, uh, even um, dating back to when he was in Atlanta. He had one of the worst – In Atlanta, he, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he often got a lot of back-to-back starts, and the drop-off mm-hmm. from his first start to his second start, the, the same percentage was glaring how difficult mm-hmm. is it and you spent a lot of your career as sort of that 1b goalie but you did have years mm-hmm. where you were the team's number one how challenging is it for a goalie in what could be a compressed schedule uh this upcoming season a guy like Hallibuck, if he has to play like let's just say winnipeg goes montreal toronto ottawa two in montreal two in toronto two in ottawa and they play those six games in nine days how tough is that mm-hmm. for a goalie
1: yeah, it's tough. I mean, you know, I, I've seen it. I've experienced it firsthand, as you said, as a, as a 1 and as a 1A, 1B guy, and really as a backup, backup guy, too, my last two years with Broder and, and uh, here in Jersey. It's difficult if you're the lead guy, but listen, when you're the lead goalie, you want the net, and you want it as much as possible. And in a compressed schedule, it's going to be a sprint, and literally it'll either be a 200-meter or 100-meter. It's not a 400. It's certainly not a 1600. So... All that to say, your lead dogs want that net as much as possible. They want it. The elite guys want it. They're hungry for it. I, I think, you know, if you look just south of you guys there in Calgary, they're going to get Markstrom, right? They get Markstrom by way. played in Van last year, had a huge year for Van. Right. You got to think he's going to want to play, you know, 75, 80% of the games. But it is challenging as the one, but it's what you want. It's what you live for. If you're the two, so let's look at. Let's look at Winnipeg since you just mentioned them, You guys know Laurent Bressois well. He played there for the Old Kings, and I liked him since he was there. And I think for Bressois everybody that I talked to in Winnipeg really respects him, and they know he can play, and they know he's good. So he'll probably get some more starts this year. So if you're him, you're kind of foaming at the mouth because you know that Hellebuck, your partner, won the best last year. And now you might get some more starts this year, which would be cool as a number two guy. I would then say somebody else who you know well, from, uh, from Edmonton is Tristan Jari, who I really liked with the Oil Kings, too. And because of his progression, and also salary cap, but just his progression, Jari was an all-star last year for the Penguins. Right. And I know from Sidney Cross beyond down, from talking to those guys, they've got a ton of confidence in him, so much so that they traded Matt Murray, who helped them win two cups. Matt Murray now goes to Ottawa. So if you're Jari this year as a first-time number one, true number one, jeez, I mean, if they play... He'd he probably want to play 80% of the game for, for Pitt this year, if not 85. But I, think, I caution the listeners here in something that's always really important. And I can't stress enough that no matter how many games they play, if you want to go deep, as Jeff Reese told me last year, who's the goalie coach of the Dallas Stars, he told me this during w- Winter Classic in Texas. He's like, We well, see, if you want to go far, you need to. I've always said that. You need to. And that's exactly what happened with Dallas. Anton Tom got to the Stanley Cup final this year. Their, their starter, Ben Bishop, was out with injury. So no matter who the organization is, stop to your question, it'll take two. It might take four. Like, look at St. Louis two years ago. It wasn't that long ago that Binner Jordan Binnington, was their 4-5 yep. in that franchise. And, and you know, we all know the story and, and props to Binner because he, he put in more than enough time in the minors and helped lead them to a Stanley Cup. And obviously, he's an NHL all-star now. So... Keep an eye on the depth charts. That's what I'll say to a lot of the listeners and a lot of you fans out there. Keep an eye on the depth charts because I think a team that has some of the deepest uh, depth charts in terms of their prospects and guys that can come up who knows? You might see Stu Skinner from the Oilers this year. You never know.
0: Ant- Anton Forsberg was signed by Edmonton to be their uh, number three goaltender. He's, uh, he's got right. NHL games in with Columbus. Uh, totally. Got po- got posterized by Connor McDavid on a setup for a goal that Patty Maroon scored in Chicago a couple years ago. But uh, tell me mm-hmm. this. Uh, you know, just you, you talked about it. The Oilers have, they, they have Koskinen and Smith. And people might say Edmonton's got the seventh best starter. Out of the Canadian teams, I don't know if I'd buy that. I actually think that Miko's nine seventeen was still a nine seventeen. But give totally. me your overall no assessment question. of the orders having not just Koskinen, but also Mike Smith and then Anton Forsberg as well.
1: Well, I mean, listen, I, I think that Smitty at times had a really good year last year. He's a good pro, highly respected in the room, can still compete. I say as far as Koskinen. At the first half of the season, it was excellent last year. at the first half, I think his game dropped off in the second half, and then neither one of them played to their potential in the playoffs. Forsberg just a great opportunity for him. I've known him since he was in the American League, and he came up with Columbus with their group. It was him and Corpus Allo Keep in mind that won the AHL Calder Cup together in Cleveland for the Lake Erie Monsters. So he has game; he could play. In terms of Forsberg, and who else knows what might happen during the season? Like somebody else could very well be available. And you don't know what that looks like. And, you know, Kenny Holland obviously built winners before in Detroit, as you know, and had an amazing run there. What about a guy like Ryan Miller? Like, Millsy can still kick. He had a really good year uh, in Anaheim again last year, and he could still play, and he's not under contract. And I know he's skating for a fact, and I know he wants to play. So did Anaheim resign him? I'm not sure. But, you know, there's a lot of variables. But here's one thing that can help the Oilers. If their goalies play more to their potential, they're fine. They need to improve their five-on-five five save percentage. We know that for sure. Yeah. But I got to give a lot of credit. I got to give a lot of credit to last season and what Dave Tippett and the staff did. The Oilers, you know, best penalty kill, best power play. They're two, In terms of their special teams, they're among the best in the league all year. Yep. So if they can maintain that and their goalies get back to the consistency, because you're not asking these guys to steal games, right? Like you're not going to ask Smitty and costing it to have to steal too many games. This isn't the Oilers of, you know, two, three years ago prior to Dave Tippett being there. They're certainly more conscious defensively, and I think that there's some carryover defensively from your penalty kill to your five-on-five. I don't have to sell any of the fans out there. They know that. Like, at even strength, when you're a good penalty kill team and you're committed to killing penalties, at even strength, you can do a good job defensively too. And if the goalies make the save that they should make, then i don't think that it becomes a problem for the oil this year
0: awesome stuff uh kevin as always appreciate your time we'll touch base down the road look after that cat okay <laughs> oh
1: thanks man yeah Vlady's he's getting back to normal i appreciate you buddy thanks thank you guys uh, for having me on man
0: all right that is kevin weeks from the nhl network when we come back oilers now trivia at 780 on our river C- Creek resort casino hotline we'll get to that when we return this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Jed. 125 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than a task win, but outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They're also uh, taking care of business uh, in their showroom uh, following all AHS guidelines. They'll provide you with an outstanding service at the time of the purchase. They'll continue that standard after the sale as well. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brentridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at one eight seven seven four 877 477 or visit BrentRidge.com. All right. It is time to play Oilers Now Trivia, brought to you by Greta Global Street Food. Greta Bar, eat, drink, and play. Brendan, Escott, what are we playing for? $50 gaming credit to the arcade games, the new ones, the old ones, all of them at Greta Bar. Here we go. It's connected to Kevin Weeks, and it's got an Alberta theme to it. Who was Kevin's last NHL head coach? 780-496-0063. 780-496-0063. And that is on our our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline. Who was Kevin Weeks' last NHL coach Um, before he uh, ended up uh, retiring and then moving on into the broadcasting industry? So there you have it. Uh Bob Kevin Weeks is a great guest. Well spoken. Keep having him on the show for sure. Uh this cheer comes in or text comes in from the penguin bob well done today in terms of oppositional views burke on board with the owners and weeks on board with the players it's tough but i'm from the perspective of an employee and to be honest there is a lot less risk being an employee how many players have changed their point of view since becoming or wanting to become an owner mario lemieux and alex rodriguez to name a few uh, way more risk being an owner. Jason Strudwick said yesterday that he never recouped the money he lost during 4 Players got to understand they wouldn't be playing for the dollars they are if not for the owners taking a chance to begin with. That one comes to us from uh, Penguin. Well, I'll say this. I mean, Jason was on the team for three years when I was doing the color. uh Still am doing the color. I always felt that he had a. He was very grounded and was very appreciative of uh, the opportunity. He, by the way, was a former teammate of Kevin Weeks. Uh, very appreciative of the opportunity to play in the National Hockey League. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're beholden to ownership, but you should at least respect ownership. I think that's a given. But again, the players are partners. This is a very unique situation. And then to factor in the challenges with COVID. I mean, people can't even. They can't. So, some people can't even hear numbers either if they're, you know, anti-lockdown uh, measures. They don't want to hear numbers that might even support their cause a little bit unless they're 100% on board with their measures. And conversely, for the individuals out there that we must shut everything down, like if you're a university sociologist who's being paid full, and guaranteed, and has full benefits and all those other things, and you're pushing and grinding uh, to to shut everything down. Maybe you'd understand why people out there who are uh, self-employed don't have those sort of benefit structures in place, uh, would have a, a slightly different view. This is, this is no different to me than why people vote for who they vote for. Understand where they're coming from, and maybe you'd have a better realization of, uh, and I think maybe that comes with a little bit of age. When you're younger, you think that everybody should think like you. And when you get older, you come to the realization that there's multiple different ways to, to look at things. And not everybody that's 100% on board with how you think is a complete idiot. Okay? It, it, often, their rationale for thinking the way they do might be a little bit understandable. And I think about 80% of us kind of get that. And then there's the way far left and the way far right. And a bunch of us kind of in the middle. Twelve twenty-nine. Check that. One twenty-nine in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update. We'll tell you who Kevin Weeks, final NHL head coach, was when we come back, and then we'll hook up with Jack Michaels as well from the Oilers Radio Network.
1: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.